chapter nine of hagar's daughter a story of southern caste prejudice this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by michelle fry baton rouge louisiana hagar's daughter a story of southern caste prejudice by pauline hopkins chapter nine twenty years later it was a fine afternoon in early winter in the year eighteen eighty two in the city of washington the beautiful capital of our great republic pennsylvania avenue was literally crammed with foot passengers and many merry sleighing parties intent on getting as much enjoyment as possible out of the day freezing weather had been followed by a generous fall of frozen down-like flakes quick to take advantage of a short-lived pleasure vehicles of every description were flying along the avenue filled with the elite of the gay city the stream of well-dressed pedestrians moved swiftly over the snowy pavements for the air was too cold for prolonged lingering watching with interest in which envy mingled to some extent the occupants of the handsome carriages gliding along so rapidly on polished runners every notable of the capital was there from the president in his double runner to the humble clerk in a single-seated modest rig a sumptuous russian sleigh drawn by two splendid black horses with a statuesque driver in ebony handling the ribbons attracted the attention of the crowd as it dashed down the avenue and paused near the capitol steps two ladies were its occupants the elder was handsome enough to demand more than a passing glance from the most indifferent but her young companion was a picture as she nestled in luxurious ease among the costly robes wrapped in rich furs from which her delicate face shone out like a star upon the curious throng that she was a stranger to the crowd could be easily told from the questioning glances which followed the turnout as they passed the treasury department two men both passed their first youth though one was at least twenty years older than the other came down the steps and paused a moment to follow with their eyes the russian sleigh with the beautiful girl before mingling with the living stream that flowed from between the great stone columns and spread itself through the magnificent streets of the national capital really benson remarked the elder man as they resumed their walk the most beautiful girl i have seen for many a day you know every one worth knowing who is she at this moment an elderly man of dark complexion in stylish street costume but with a decidedly western air came down the capitol steps followed by a young man both were warmly greeted by the occupants of the sleigh the dark man spoke a few words to the driver then both men entered the carriage and it dashed off rapidly that is senator bowen his wife and daughter he's the new millionaire senator from california i am not acquainted with the ladies but after their ball i intend to become assiduous in my attentions oh then they are the bowens how i wish i knew them i predict a sensation over that young beauty who's the young man cuthbert sumner my private secretary deuced fine fellow too the conversation drifted away from the bowens and they were apparently forgotten how was it at the clark's last night benson as bad as you expected worse if possible it was devilish slow nothing stronger than bouillon not a chance to buck the tiger even for one moment 
not a decent-looking woman in the rooms all the women fit for pleasant company give that woman's house a wide berth dashed if i blame him the only thing that gives the clerks a standing is his position i can't see how he puts up with her if i had a sanctimonious woman like her for a wife i'd cut and run for it dashed i wouldn't his companion laughed long and loud no fun for you there eh benson my boy you'll never fit into the dignified position of a father of this country i fear oh well it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks yes but think of not being able to give your friends a decent time because your wife has a fad on temperance and thinks it a sin to smell a claret cup or a brandy and soda a man with a wife of that sort ought to leave her at home where she could rule the roost to her heart's content the seat of government is no place for a missionary well there's always a way to remedy such things when you know your hostess of course of course general benson hastened to reply our bouillon was washed down with russian tea a la russe we doctored it in the coat room the two men indulged in a hearty laugh well benson you'll do remarked the elder when their mirth had somewhat subsided for a dignified chief of a division you're a rare bird after a moment's silence general benson asked is amelia come yes got here last night good it's a relief to be with a woman who can join a man in a social glass have a cigar with him or hold her own in winning or losing a game with no sunday school nonsense about her it's hard work keeping up to it major one needs a friend to help one out when's the session end next week thank heaven sick of politics too old man no but it's been nothing but wind words 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 and mutual abuse broke in the major laughing exactly with nothing accomplished can't seem to throw much dust in the eyes of these old fossils the truth is benson the south has a hard rough road before her to even things up with the north we've got to go slow until some of the old fire eaters die out and a new generation comes in it'll be slow enough never you fear at present we are in the slough of despond heaven knows when we'll get out of it my position in the treasury brings the secret workings under my eye i know slough retorted the major call it a bog at once and to think of the money we have lost for the cause and my exile abroad that my mix-up in the lincoln assassination caused me do you know major if it were known that i am my father's son they'd hang me even now with little ceremony thank god they don't know it my boy and take courage i'll get mine out of it by hook or by crook replied benson with a savage look the country owes me a fortune and i'm bound to have it the two had reached the corner made historical by the time-honored political headquarters willard's hotel they paused before separating by the by major i'll get you cards for the bowens ball if you like it would be a great chance for amelia if i like why man i'll be your everlasting debtor very well consider it done a thousand thanks the friends parted general benson entered the hotel where he had apartments and the major wended his way to his home a handsome house in a quiet side street end of chapter nine